Welcome to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Nicholson, crime scene investigator turned functional health investigator. This podcast is here to share bite-sized episodes and unique interviews on a wide variety of health topics to empower, enlighten, and educate you to live your best, most vibrant life. Disclaimer, all information you hear on this podcast is for information only and constitutes individual opinions of the person speaking. This should not be taken as medical advice. Being a listener of this show does not initiate a practitioner-client relationship between you and the hosts or panelists on this show. Please discuss these topics with your medical professionals before making any changes to your health. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. Today, we're talking all things protein. When, how much, and why. Protein is a hotly debated topic in nutrition. Too much is bad. No, you need more. No, you need plant-based. No, you need animal-based. Seriously, what should you be doing? Protein is vital to health. There are 20 amino acids that make up proteins. Nine must be obtained from our food because we cannot make them. This makes them essential. When we consume protein, our digestive system breaks them all down into the individual amino acids that can then be used to combine into new proteins inside the body. Protein isn't just about muscles, but it's also about hormones, enzymes, brain function, organ health, bones, blood sugar management, immune cells and antibodies, and so much more. Protein even helps your sleep and decreases inflammation. So how much protein do you really need? The current RDA or recommended dietary allowance for protein is based on the typical protein amount that the average sedentary adult needs to maintain nitrogen balance. Nitrogen balance just simply represents the balance between muscle building and muscle breakdown. A positive nitrogen balance, meaning you have more available amino acids than you need, is necessary for muscle growth, while a negative nitrogen balance means that your muscles are being lost faster than being built. There are certain health conditions where it becomes even more important to maintain a positive nitrogen balance, like when you're recovering from surgery, cancer, or you're in a high stress period, or any other kind of recovery cycle. Getting back to the RDA, this is the minimum amount for the average sedentary person. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not average, nor do I want to be. I'm also not sedentary, nor aiming for the minimums. This RDA recommendation is 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. So this equates to about 54 grams of protein per day for someone who weighs 150 pounds. To figure out how many kilograms you weigh, you just simply take your current weight in pounds and divide that by 2.2. That's how much you weigh in kilograms. The research shows vastly different numbers for ideal health. For anyone who is physically active, you actually want to aim for one to two grams per kilogram of body weight per day. Aim for the higher end if you regularly engage in moderate or intense physical activity. If you're trying to lose weight, preserving muscle mass is key. 
calorie restriction in any form can lead to muscle loss. Studies have found different conclusions on how much we should consume in any one sitting. Some studies show benefits in consuming 20 to 30 grams maximum per meal. Others show that there's no difference in muscle protein synthesis with up to 90 grams in one sitting. Although most of us wouldn't actually want to eat that much in one sitting. I recommend you choose good quality proteins and consume to satiety. So you're not overly stuffed, but you're comfortably full. Ideally, you'll want to stay satisfied until your next meal, not needing snacks in between. You cannot store excess amino acids. So any extra that you take in will just get eliminated in your urine. There has been some fear around damage to the kidneys with high protein intake, but the research shows that this risk seems to be reasonably small for healthy people with intakes up to 2.5 grams per kilogram per day, showing no negative impact on the kidneys. If, however, you're not very active, some amino acids may get converted to glucose, which can subsequently be converted to fat for storage. Yet another reason to be active. So what sources of protein are best? We have plant sources and animal sources. We can get protein from both plants and animal sources, but they aren't created equally. Yes, they're made of the same amino acids, but they're in greatly different quantities. Animal proteins are found in all animal products, meat, fish, eggs, and dairy. These are all considered complete proteins because they provide all nine of the essential amino acids in sufficient quantities. Animal proteins are also highly digestible and the amino acids are easily absorbed. Plant proteins are found in beans, lentils, nuts, and seeds. These are often considered lower quality because they don't contain adequate quantities of the essential amino acids. Soy and hemp are two exemptions that are complete proteins. It is possible to get adequate essential amino acids in your diet exclusively from plant sources if your foods are combined appropriately to ensure that throughout the day, all of the essential amino acids are taken in. But this does require more attention and consideration than simply consuming animal proteins. Plant proteins are also less digestible due to the fiber content and many other plant constituents like phytic acid. Fewer amino acids get absorbed from plant sources as compared to an equal amount of animal protein as well. So for example, if you had three ounces of a beef steak, this contains roughly 23 grams of protein. You'd have to have a cup and a half of black beans to reach that same amount of protein. And you'd also get 66 grams of carbohydrates from those black beans versus zero grams of carbohydrates in the steak. Now, most of us aren't just going to sit down and eat a bowl of beans by themselves, but you would likely add other vegetables, fruits, grains, other foods to that. So the carb count can quickly add up causing really big blood sugar spikes. So how do you incorporate more protein? The best way to ensure you're getting adequate protein is to eat protein at every meal and specifically focus the meal on animal proteins for the biggest bang for your buck. Eggs, cheese, plain yogurt, nuts, organic edamame, chia seeds, hemp seeds, beef, chicken, turkey, wild game, wild caught fish, pork, cottage cheese. There are so many options. 
you can combine several into one meal as well. I would recommend that you only use protein shakes, powders, and bars when necessary to boost up your total intake rather than relying on them exclusively. So there you have it. Why protein is so important, how much you should be eating, and when you should consume it. What questions do you still have? Send them my way. I'll leave links in the description for how to contact me. Until the next, be well and vibrant. Thanks for being a faithful listener to the podcast. I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on this podcast so that others can more easily find this valuable information. Did you know I also work one-on-one with clients? I approach solving health challenges like I approached solving crimes by conducting a thorough investigation into your case. Sadly, hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. have insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, and diabetes, and the vast majority have no idea. I'm here to fix that. If you struggle with low energy, stubborn weight, hypertension, sleep disturbances, or any other undesired symptoms, let's talk. All you have to do is schedule a free call. The link will be in the show notes. And no, you do not need to live near me.